Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo, and this is program number 561. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I'm going to be reading today from the uh, sixth chapter of Matthew, and I have other things to tell you as well. And usually uh, the Lord gives me a message out of the scriptures that, uh, you know, uh, is something fresh and new. Freshly baked bread from heaven for your soul so that you do not catch gangrene in your spirit. Because uh, I was just talking to a person on the phone that used to be with the church and he ran away from the church. And he's in the hospital now, and they said they want to cut off both of his legs. He was a strapping young man. He's 60 years old now. He used to climb trees and cut branches, dead branches off. And he was very energetic, very strong young man. And they're saying, uh, I've been trying to get a hold of him because he says he's not going to make a decision uh, to let the doctors cut off his legs unless he talks to me first to see if God will first heal him or not. And so I, I called him, uh, tried to get a hold of him about five or six uh, times today. And there were people in his room, the nurses and doctors. They said he wanted to cut his, uh, legs off, both of them right up above the knees. And, uh, so I sought the Lord on it and, uh, I prayed for him. And I told him that if he t- touches the throne and really gets a hold of the Lord, he'll be healed. But if not, he had better get those uh, limbs cut off. Otherwise, he will for sure die. And another thing, too, when people have diabetes, if you get a cut, a sore or something like that, it's very hard for it to be healed. And so after they cut the legs, those are really bad wounds. And that's going to be hard to heal. He never worked out. People have to work out and eat a proper diet when they have um, these uh, sugar diabetes. If they do, you can control it so it doesn't control you. But if you don't, it certainly will take you over. It's the silent killer, diabetes is. But anyway, um, I'm going to call him tomorrow. I said, you better let him. If you don't get a hold of one, you better let him cut off those legs because it'll rapidly take you. There's a lot of people that have gangrene in the spirit. Like, for instance, in the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, it says, uh, and if you don't do what the Lord says, well, then gangrene sets in because anybody that's disobedient to the word uh, catches gangrene in the spirit. And the spirit dries up, it putrefies, and you fall away. Uh, verse 1 says, Take heed that ye do not uh, give your tithes and offerings or your alms before men to be uh, seen of them. Well, uh, that is an absolute commandment from Jesus himself, who's God. He's uh, the life-giving spirit. When he lives in us and he gives us these words, he states, uh, otherwise, 
if you do give your tithes and offerings and try to make a big man out of yourself or woman in the eyes of um, mankind, going to be a big shot. Look at here how many hundred dollar bills or how many thousand dollar bills you're giving. Jesus says, otherwise ye have uh, no reward. Is that bad? No reward of your father, which is in heaven? Yeah, that's real bad because uh, no reward means that you're not going to get it back a hundredfold. No reward also means that you're not going to go to heaven. No means zero. Okay, so if you start bragging about how much money you give to the different poor people and all that kind of stuff, and you want everybody in the world to know, oh, man, we feed the, uh, the, the hungry and give clothing to those that are naked, and we visit them in prison, and we go to here and that, and just keep harping on it every time you're on the air. Well, then you will receive absolutely no reward. And not only no reward means that you're not going to be healed if you get sick. You're not going to... See, the Lord says if you give a thousand dollars, you're going to get a hundred thousand back some way. You give a million, you're going to get a hundred million back. How he does that, I don't know, but I've seen it happen down through the years. It really works. Therefore, when you do something that uh, your alms, do not sound a trumpet. Hey, ta-ta-ra, ta-ta-ra, I'm giving money, everybody. Look at how great I am, okay? Do not sound a trumpet uh, before uh, yourself, before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. And in the streets, oh, that they may have glory uh, or praise of men. Verily or surely I say unto you, they have their reward. Well, if you're not going to heaven... The only reward that you're going to get is you're going to hell and you're going to be uh, weeping and wailing and gnashing on your teeth, grinding your teeth, chewing on your tongue for pain and so on and so forth. Let's go to the throne. Father, anoint this service. Uh, Lord, let every word that is said through your servant be your words, not, not uh, anything that I come up with for thou art the the living God Lord let everything be of you in Jesus mighty name that souls will be saved and that the church will be strengthened in the mighty name of Jesus so you get your these people will have their reward and that means uh, their reward is zero, zilch, nothing. I'm just going to put a marker here. And we're going to play a song for you here. Now, the lighthouse is, uh, I think the Hinsons wrote that.
and uh, the two major groups in the gospel field got together here to sing this for you. One is Gold City, and the other one is the Kingsmen. And several of the people in these groups are very good friends of mine. I just really praise and thank the Lord that I have um, had, um, I have their acquaintance. I know them very well. So here they are to sing one of the greatest Christian songs ever, Lighthouse, Gold City, and the Kingsmen. The Lighthouse. There's a lighthouse on the hillside that overlooks life's sea when I'm tall. It sends out a light that I might see, and the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead me on if it wasn't for the lighthouse. My ship would sail no more Everybody that lives around us They say tear that old lighthouse down You know all the big ships They don't sail this way anymore there's no use of it standing round But then my mind, it pulls way back to that stormy night When just in time I saw the light Oh, the light from that old lighthouse that sang the Lord. I'll tell you, this is just beautiful, these Christian songs. 
There isn't a secular song in the world that can even hold a candle to Christian songs. Amen? Amen. Oh, man, it's a thing I used to record and produce and direct and all these different songs that have uh, absolutely no uh, spiritual value to them at all. Now, the Bible says that all of God's ways are judgment. I mean, you know, this is the word of God, and if you don't receive it, well, of course, you're going to catch spiritual gangrene. There won't be any spirit of God moving through you, and your spirit will uh, dry up and die, die away. God is constantly watching people. Well, how do we know that? Because the Bible states that every idle word will be recorded and will be judged for every idle word that we say. Idle words. He says that the tongue has the power to bring forth life if we are in the spirit preaching the word of God. And it also has the power to bring forth death because people can say things every day that absolutely kill uh, souls. They destroy souls because they twist messages that are given by pastors, preachers, teachers, apostles. And uh, one thing I'd like to say, you hear all these people on television and radio saying that they're apostles. No one is an apostle unless they saw Christ. That's why Paul never walked with Jesus before he was saved, but he saw Jesus uh, as a light on the road to Damascus when he was uh, had a herd of Christians and was going to uh, put them in prison and to death. And so uh, I've seen Jesus, so I guess I'm a, an apostle, but and what good is it to have titles if you don't know what to do, if you don't realize how valuable the Word of God is and how important it is for you to keep the commandments? That's uh, what we must do. Amen? Yeah. Okay, now, I left off at verse 3. Verse 3 is, But when thou doest alms, this is a commandment now. He's given us instructions. He's given us blood. The life is in the blood. The spirit is symbolic, or the blood is symbolic, and the spirit is symbolic of life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the L-I-F-E. And his blood, he says, Jesus said the life is in the blood. And so when we're receiving the word of God, then we're receiving the spirit. And without the Spirit, we dry up. We're dead. So if there's no blood or the Spirit of God in you or the bread of life in you, you're dead spiritually. And if you're dead spiritually, you don't have any promise from God. So Jesus is saying, and this is a commandment, and it's something that must very much be observed, but when thou doest alms, let not your left hand know what thy right hand doeth. All right, now the government is coming in and telling people, you have to tell us who gave you this money. Well, if you do it, you're not going to get any reward from the Lord. 
And the Lord commands us to not let, right here he says it, your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Why? That thine alms may be in secret. You don't want to give your secrets to the devil, amen? amen? The Bible says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Because if you do, they're going to tear and rend you. They want to know where you're getting your tithes and offerings from so they can go and harass the people that are giving them to you. And the people that are giving tithes and offerings unto you, they're not even supposed to say who they are, really. So people should uh, just give tithes and offerings if you really want to be blessed from the Lord. Now, a lot of people won't give tithes and offerings to anybody unless they get a government write-off. Well, if you would rather have a government write-off than the, all the blessings of God, well, that's your problem, okay? Because the Lord, um, he, he doesn't take kindly to that, that you're looking for a government handout because you're not really tithing anything. Anyway, because the government's going to give it right back to you, so you never tithe anything. Nothing. Well, we just don't know if you have a government write-off. You know, are you a 501c3 tax-exempt organization? So, well, then we'll give you uh, 10 or $50 or $100 or 1000 or a $1 million. Or maybe a billion dollars. Now, there's a lot of people out there in Radio Land that's got deep pockets. They've got billions of dollars. And what are they going to do with them anyway? Uh, the best thing that you could do is invest them in the Lord while you're here on this earth. Amen? Amen. Now, all of God's ways are judgment. He's watching people. You hear people say, God's not just looking to zap you into hell. Well, he never says that he's looking to zap you into hell. The Bible plainly tells us that we zap our own selves into hell by not paying any attention to his word. Amen? Amen. But it's for sure his judgment says that you will go to hell if you don't pay any attention to his word. He doesn't send you there. You do it yourself. He has his judgments. No, no, he's not going to sap you into hell, but he sure does have his judgments. He meticulously and laboriously put together his words so that we have judgment that we uh, needn't think of what we think is right or wrong. We don't need to think what's right, what's wrong, what's right, what's wrong, because his word tells us what's right and what's wrong, okay? Because all his words are judgment, everything. Well, Lord, can we fornicate? Uh, can we have, make adult, have adultery? Can we be lesbians? Now! That's judgment, amen? amen. And well, what will happen is uh, if we do, Lord, well, he says you're going to go to hell and then to the lake of fire. Or what we need to do to go to the people of the mob to find out what they think is right and what they think is wrong because they've consistently throughout the entire world, uh, they've always done the wrong thing. Hmm, they're just worried about the uh, wrong things. 
and they think the wrong things as right and wrong. The Bible says that Satan would be given a mouth. Revelations 13.5. Read it, okay? Just read it. I let them know that I'm not, uh, I'm not making this up. And this is, this is the word of God, that Satan will be given a mouth. And you know what that is, folks? That's the media. Amen? Amen. That's the news media because they keep exalting uh, the cult that's bringing forth all the evil things on the face of this earth. And they tear down true Christianity. Now you hear more and more uh, every day these Catholics are starting to preach a born-again experience. But still, the Lord never tells us, it says, you know, they keep saying, Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Lord is with thee. Pray for us sinners. Now, folks, Mary has been dead and gone for a lot of years. She can't pray for you. But we, the Bible says, according to God's judgment, according to his word, we are to pray. Amen? Amen. As a matter of fact, the Lord commands us to pray always. Amen? Amen. Not to get married to do it for you. What are you going to do? Go to her grave? All you're going to see is a bunch of bones there. And you open the grave and say to the bones, Mary, pray for us. Thank God that we don't have to do that. The Lord tells, and then the Apostle Paul tells us, pray without ceasing. Amen? Amen. Pray without ceasing. Not we Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. First of all, if you're born again of the Spirit, you're not a sinner anymore. All your sins, your former sins, have been washed away in the blood of Jesus, and he's not going to sacrifice himself again. And if you don't keep the commandments of the Lord, uh, you're going to fall back, and you're going to trample the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ underfoot. And uh, you're going to say that his um, the things that he's done on the cross and the things that he did in this world, and that the Holy Spirit is an unclean thing, which is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And that is not forgiven in this world or in the world to come. So let's see. So many people take this not seriously. So the Lord will see uh, himself, he'll see uh, in secret himself, and himself will reward thee openly. So you try to reward yourself or exalt yourself, the Bible says pride goes before a fall. Now you don't want to receive that? Well, then you're getting, you've got spiritual gangrene in you, and you, uh, your spirit is drying up. Amen? Amen. And the Lord talks about cutting you off. That means killing you because you don't receive his judgments. But the Bible tells us not to judge with our own judgment, but to use the word of God, put on the mind of Christ, and uh, use God's word to judge, do the judging for us. Because really we don't know what's right or wrong. I know I didn't. And I still keep finding things in the Bible that uh, I keep refreshing myself because the Bible says that the, 
the reproof of the word of God is the way of life. In other words, you will read the Bible, you can read it a hundred times or a thousand times, and you still, when you study it, you're going to get something new every time you read it. Because the Lord leads you further into more depth. Just like I've never brought a message like this before in my whole life. Amen? Amen. And so the Lord is showing you some new depth into the Word of God and how to look at the Word of God as spiritual uh, diabetes, all right, or gangrene. Now, you keep rejecting the Word of God, and the Bible says that He will reject you. Amen? Amen. Now, there's all kinds of people say, oh, God will not reject you. It reminds me of Satan in the Garden of Eden where uh, God told Adam and Eve that he'd kill them, that they'd have to die. And Satan says, oh, thou shalt not die. God just is saying that to bluff you. Uh, God was a liar. But the Bible really says that Satan is a liar, amen, and he's the father of every rotten, fluffy lie. It's like uh, this former president of ours, Mr. Clinton. He says, I smoke pot, but I never inhale. Oh, I see, I see. And I never had sex with that girl. No! Okay, well, that is awful for you to mention that, Tony. Well, no, it's not, because the Bible says that people, that we are saved by the reproof of the Word of God. Now, he said that, and he said that he took full responsibility for murdering those little children, their mothers and their daddies over at Waco. And not only that, he and President Bush have murdered hundreds of millions of people cumulatively, and they're allowing uh, young babies to be murdered to the tune of over 500 million on a worldwide basis. Now, in one minute they say, no, we're the President of the United States, but then all of a sudden they're saying, no, we're the rulers of the world. So make up your mind, boys. Amen? Amen. So uh, if this uh, is going on throughout the world, then you're to blame for 50 million babies a year. In 10 years, that's 500 million babies. All right, now then. That's Revelation 13.5. Read it. And the people of the world worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. Okay, and if I was reading that, I'd say, uh, and the people of the world worship the dragon. Well, the Bible says that the great red dragon is the devil. And so the people in this world are devil worshipers. And the Bible states that if you worship the devil, you're going to spend eternity with him. All right. And you are, according to the word of God, receive it, believe it, know it, that you people out there are worshiping the devil, especially you people in government. You are Satan worshipers. You are possessions of the devil. The devil owns you. He's got you in his uh, hip pocket. His pockets are loaded with you. Then what? And they worship the beast, saying, who is the beast? You have to, you know, explain who the beast is. 
The beast is the international one world government. And they worship the government that is headed by Rome, Italy, uh, the Vatican. Okay, then what? Saying, who is like unto the beast? Yeah, in other words, who's like the, this uh, antichrist government? Certainly not God. Why, God cannot, I mean, we're going to do, they say, and we'll destroy God. We're taking his word out of schools. He says, don't murder, but we're murdering 50 million kids every year. We're starting wars, and we're blasting people into eternity. People that are absolutely innocent. And why? Because they want to rule the world. Isn't that nice? No, it's not. Then what? Saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is like unto the Antichrist one world government? The international government. Well, nobody's like unto him. Because he's the devil and nobody and in their right mind wants to be like unto him. And it's for sure he's so inferior to God. The entire Godhead, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That it, uh, most people should know that by now. And they need to be... Uh, awakened, they need to have a strong trumpet blasted in their ears so it will wake them up. Okay, then what? Who is able to make war with him? Who is able to make war with him? Let me tell you, folks. I make war with him, and it's mm. the Lord in me that's making war with him. And I tell you one thing that uh, the Bible states that we win. Mm. We that are truly born-again Christians. And I'm not saying that there's not born-again Christians in the Catholic cult, but they need to get out. The lower uh, echelon of the Catholics, most of the, there's a lot of them, just probably maybe millions of them that are real good folks. But they need to get out of there, and they need to stop praying to Mary, because that's an abomination to the Lord, and they need to stop saying that the Eucharist is something that is the actual body of Christ because the real body of Christ is those of us that have the Spirit of God living in us. That's what the Bible said. The Bible says that we are the temple of God, not these big monasteries that they build for billions of dollars and have the, the walls lined with gold. We are the body of Christ, and being the body of Christ, we uh, uh, have Christ in us. We're the bread, not some cracker that somebody puts on your tongue in the Catholic cult. Uh, we are the bread of life, and I don't want you putting me in your mouth. Okay? All right? We are the body of Christ. The Lord says, this is my body which is broken for you. What he's saying is that all of us, we must remember that we're one body and we must be uh, good to one another. We must help one another. When we see somebody falling or faltering, we're to help them up because the body is of Christ is a bunch of broken people that are so broken that they've allowed the Spirit of God to enter into them, which is the life-giving Spirit. We have no life in our spirit unless the Holy Spirit, the life-giving spirit, the spirit that Jesus sends down into this world, 
is entering into us. It isn't some cracker or some biscuit they bake in their bakeries. Uh, we are the bread of life. And he said, this is my body. And he, then he goes on to say that you are my body. We're all one body. So that cracker is not the body. That's a fictitious thing, just like praying to Mary is. And uh, just the same thing as purgatory is. We are the body of Christ, and we must be broken and have a contrite heart. We must uh, let the Lord uh, enter us, and we must receive what he has to say, because all of his ways are judgment, the right kind of judgment. So the Lord says that we're to do all these benevolent things uh, as the body of Christ, the broken body, and we're broken. Listen, Christ would never be living in me if I hadn't been broken. Now, this man that's in the hospital, Frank Storino, he wouldn't be broken, and so God is cutting his legs off. And as I said before in other messages, that God will um, create an environment for you or do something to you in hopes to get a hold of you. And so I told him when I was talking to him on the phone just a few minutes ago, I said, uh, look, Frank, you know, you're going to have to get a hold of the Lord. If you do tonight, if you really get a hold of him, and if you really mean what you're saying, that you're really going to serve him, well, then he'll heal you. But if you don't, you're going to have to have those legs cut off and right away. Okay? Because... You just keep running from God, and so God is taking your legs. And some people that take issue with that, yeah, I'm coming to you straight from the scriptures, okay? This is what the scripture says. The Lord wants you broken. And uh, if he has to take your legs, the Bible says if your eye offends you, then pluck it out. And some people think that's not literal. But if you can't help lusting with your eye, one of your eyes is a lusting eye. The other one is like uh, very temperate and doesn't lust at all. He says, and pluck that eye out of your head and cast it into the fire. Because it's better that you go into the kingdom of heaven with one eye than it would be for you to go into the pit of hell and into the lake of fire with two eyes. If your hand offends you, if you just can't stop stealing or wanting to do evil things with your hands, your models, then cut it off because it's better for you to go into the uh, kingdom of heaven with one hand off because God, there's no imperfection in heaven and God will put that hand right back on you uh, when you get there. Uh, But it's better to have your hand cut off than it would be for you to enter, uh, be thrown into hell with both hands, both legs. And I told Frank that. I says, Frank, you know, you're not going to stop running from him, but if you come back to the church, I'll take you into our gym, and, you know, I know how to work out, and I know the right diet that you should be taking. He says, I haven't worked out. Well, of course you've got to work out, because that takes all that diabetes Uh, the sugar that's in your blood and puts it into your muscles to where it doesn't stagnate there and cause uh, the circulation to stop in your toes and your feet. I was talking to somebody years ago that said they were sitting there with their grandfather and his toes were black and they were sitting by the fire 
and one of his toes he was scratching and it just fell off his big toe and he looked at it and he just threw it in the fire because there was no feeling in it any, anymore diabetes is a silent killer and people that don't listen to the lord the worst thing is is uh, it's not the worst thing to be spanked it's not the worst thing to die or to have some of your members die and be cut off but the worst thing is to enter into hell with uh all your members and you're burning there forever amen, amen. so uh frank starino he's uh, taking this quite serious people say they shouldn't have their eyes plucked out or their hand uh, if they, listen do everything you can beat your body black and blue in order to get into the kingdom of heaven now then so the lord sees in secret himself and he shall reward you openly why people will say how come you're so blessed i've been in the ministry for 50 years or 100 years 75 years now and tony you're getting more blessed than i am uh, blessed because you know the bible and you're winning souls and the lord gives you things and the lord fights for you and he's dropped a lot of people dead because they attack you and I says, well, because I uh, take the Bible, uh, the part of that of the Bible that is literal, and I take that literally, and I take all of the uh, parts of the Bible that are figures or types, and I take them literally too, just as what the, the meaning of them is. So verse 5 in chapter 6 of Matthew, And when thou prayest, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. No, you're not to be as they are. For they love to pray. Uh, standing in the synagogues. Oh, holy God, in front of everybody. So to make it look like you're so holy. But they're hypocrites, Jesus said. And in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, uh, enter into your closet, whatever your closet might be. It might be your bedroom, might be the bathroom, somewhere secretly. And when you pray, when you have shut the door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which is seest in secret, shall reward thee openly. Well, why do people not listen to thee? You know why? Because they don't really believe in God. They don't believe these things uh, that the Lord is saying here. And so, therefore, they want admiration of men, uh, probably they're business people, and they want to pray loud and everything so that people will think they're so holy that we'll cut a deal with you. We'll do business with you. Yeah. And they don't know enough about the Scriptures to know that this is a hypocrite that's uh, praying that way because... The Bible says that they're not going to get any reward. Uh, 
how so the Lord sees in secret and then he's uh, you're going to get a reward he'll reward thee openly well how does he reward you openly because you'll be healed you'll have long life Man, I'm already almost 74 years old, and I've been put through the ringer out there in the world with all the false accusations. But when I get the false accusations, I start rejoicing because I know that the prophets before me also received false accusations, including Jesus. They said that he was a bastard, that he didn't really have a father, that uh, Mary had uh, committed fornication someplace or adultery. And that uh, he uh, really didn't do these secrets, that he was under the power of Satan. But the Lord told them that uh, Satan cannot cast out devils. As a matter of fact, he won't. He never will do that because uh, if he did, then he'd be dividing his kingdom. He says uh, if a kingdom doesn't stand together with each other, then the kingdom will uh, not stand. It can't. So he said, but if by the, the, the power of God, if the, the spirit of God is casting devils out, then surely you know what he says, that the living God is, has brought this witness to you here. But then he followed that up by saying, hey, let me warn you about something. He says, if you're calling the Holy Spirit which is the finger of God, that I'm casting these devils out of you, weasels. If you're calling that the devil, that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and there's no forgiveness for blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If you're calling a true church of God or a person of the Lord a cult, when you're a cult, he says, there's no forgiveness for that on this side of eternity. Because to me, a cult, the Bible tells us what a cult is, it's people that are possessions of the devil. Well, let me tell you right here that I'm not a possession of the devil. I'd rather die to, than to be like you people out there that are possessions of the devil, that lie about Christians. All right, so... Um, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions. Well, what are vain repetitions? Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Lord is with you. I say the Lord's Prayer too. Oh, pray for us sinners. Not only is that vain repetition, but that is uh, ridiculous. And even if you people that are in the Catholic Church are talking about salvation, and that you need to be born again of the Spirit, uh, you still have to leave your heresy. You have to walk out of that heretical cult. If you're really born again of the Spirit, you're not going to hang around there. Now, the Lord gave me a plan to save babies. I went to Catholic hospitals. I went to Seventh-day Adventist hospitals. I went to all different kinds of hospitals, and they said that they would, if I sent the, the pregnant women in there, that they would deliver the baby. And I said, yeah, and they, I, saw, I told them, if they're mongoloid, I'll, I'll take them. If they're born crippled, I'll take them. If they're uh, blind, I'll take them. These are human lives that the Lord 
uh, created, and I'll take them. Like uh, a good friend of mine, Ronnie Millsap, was not entirely born blind, but man, what a singer he is. Amen? Amen. He should start recording gospel music. Because, uh, you know, he's going to go out. We're all going to die. Amen? Amen. So, uh, uh, and there's so many people that could bring so much more uh, abundant knowledge and a godly knowledge and wisdom and understanding into this world, and they're murdering them. So when you pray, don't be given, uh, pray for people, man, not Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Lord is with thee. Uh, pray for us sinners. Pray. Stop that, okay? Why? Because you are chanting to the devil. The Bible says you're not to pray to dead people. Mary is dead. She is not deity. Uh, you're not to pray to dead people. You're to pray only to God through Christ Jesus. There's one mediator to the throne of God, and that's the man Christ Jesus. Okay? Now then. So the mouth that has been given to Satan, that is the news media. Did you ever notice that they never exalt a true Christian work? If they're exalting some Christian, uh, as people that call themselves Christians, let me tell you something. They're not, okay? They're not going to exalt the Lord. They tear the Lord down. So that means that they're the mouth of Satan. This is the media at large. Now, there's some people. I mean, I go on Greg Zemanski's show, and uh, he is the media, and I'm the media also, too. But I'm talking about the big media at large. It's for sure, because they exalt everything that is false and is antichrist, and they attempt and they're doing everything they can in the world to destroy the word of God and to mock the word of God. But that just keeps going on and on. For if people have the fear of the Lord and keep God's commandments, then they're going to stand up against the treachery of Satan. His one world or international world government. Which is, you know, we're not to be fearful and unbelieving, but this is a this is Satan's. Uh, the great red dragon has come down to the earth and has given certain kingdoms his spirit, and these kingdoms uh, of darkness we are commanded by the Lord through the Apostle Paul to tear down everything that exalts itself above the Word of God. If you're not doing that, if you're exalting the Satan and his Antichrist uh, regime, well, then you're, you're Satan yourself. You're part of his body. Because we that are one body, it's the body of Christ, the last Adam. And anything other than that is part of the one world Antichrist government. So there are hundreds of millions of Antichrist people. It's one body of people. 
I'm so happy to know that God has set forth his judgments in this world where he says that any person that's in the body of Christ, even the least esteemed person in the church, the one that knows the Bible the least or has just newly been saved, they can, uh, you can give them the Bible and tell them where scripture and verse is, and they'll tell you what God's judgment is. Uh, that's just how easy it is to tell what God's judgment is, is to just pick up a Bible and read it, because all of God's uh, word is judgment. After all, God is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and as a matter of fact, the word was God and still is. So all of his ways are God's uh, judgment. Uh, all of God's ways are judgment. Uh, God's judgment is what his direction is. So that you don't have to guess, or you don't have to go to the mob and say, hey, what do you people think about this or that? You see the media always doing that because this is, they say this is a democracy and all of us are gods. No, you're not gods. The mob has always been wrong. God uh, drowned the whole mob and he's going to drown the whole mob here. He's going to burn up the whole mob in these last days. What do you think, church? It's a, they're asking humans to, to their human opinion. Like a church of um, wishy-washy, Casper Milk Toast type people. Every time I see the commentators or newscasters on television saying that just a figure, um, quote, you worms, why would you be asking a bunch of people who don't even know God or they don't even give God the glory of his judgments, his um, direction, his judgments like statutes and his precepts, which is absolutely pure word of God. Sound doctrine for the way that we're supposed to conduct our life here on this earth. All right, we have uh, some letters, do we not? Yes. Oh, I can go on forever with this, but I tell oh, we got two minutes here to give uh, read the letters. We got seven minutes and five minutes it takes to pray people through, and also to play a song. Okay, go ahead. This is from Berhampur, India. Dear Pastor Lamo, sir, greetings in his precious name. I'm very much thankful to you for sending me literature and Messiah books in English and Telugu. I distributed them to my friends and to others. Pray for those we distributed them to and for us. Really, your books are the very best and brought changes in many people's lives. Well, the reason that they're the best is because I don't use anything else but the Word of God. All right, I exalt God. You people out there that are of Satan exalt Satan. And you have your reward. Then what? However, there are many souls left who we still need to distribute your literature to. Amen. Then what? 
Therefore, I request that you again send some literature, Messiah books, and some T-shirts to wear while distributing to the people in our rural areas and in our town, and also to my friends during vacation. Please send as soon as possible. May blessings, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yours faithfully, Shafi Gamanga from Berhampur, India. Okay, we've got almost a minute left, so let's see if we can get one more testimony in. This is from Kitwe, Zambia. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, I'm greeting you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I hope and trust my letter will find you well. It was good to hear from you once again. Pastor, I want to let you know that I have been transferred from the maximum security prison due to congestion. So I am now at Kamfinsa State Prison. Pastor, I always thank your ministry and all the brothers that through the love of God and for the glory of God work very hard to help the needy, which is a great amount of people in this world. May God bless you for the wonderful job you're doing of winning the lost souls. I always think about how hopeless my life would have been without Jesus dying for me. When I was at liberty, I did not know that I was slowly heading towards the grave and eventually to an everlasting hell. It's only through your ministry that in prison I came to understand fully what the death and resurrection of Jesus meant for my life. God is really gracious. Pastor, this year God has answered our prayers. Okay, praise the Lord, and we will run out of time. Yes. I thank and praise the Lord that he lived a perfect life on earth. He was crucified, shed his blood, went to him, was buried and went to hell, and then resurrected and ascended into the kingdom of heaven with over 500 people's eyes. And then he became a life-giving spirit on the day of Pentecost. He sent it down to 120 people. Well, uh, right now uh, we're going to pray. Let's pray that you'll be saved. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody just say this prayer to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I don't want to have spiritual gangrene. I want to do exactly what the Bible says to do, and it's clear cut. It's the judgment of God. So I believe that uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I believe he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And now just I praise and thank you, Lord. Just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And uh, share and tell them how, how to receive a copy of this program, number 561. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479 479- Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Olama saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message. Susie and I, actually, we prayed to God to see if there was such a thing as a flying saucer show us, and immediately they showed up, they dive-bombed our car, and they just came uh, so close to the glass it was unbelievable. Ezekiel saw those wheels within a wheel, 
in the book of Ezekiel. And here's Gold City to sing for you. Ezekiel saw those flying saucers. He saw the wheels. Ezekiel saw the wheels. He saw that wheel play in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheels. He saw that wheel in the middle of the air. Little Ezekiel saw the wheels. He saw that wheel play in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheels. Oh, in the middle of the air. Well, one of these morning about five o'clock. Don't you know in, in the middle of the air. Don't go nowhere to this, the world's gonna reel and rock. Don't you know in the middle of the air. Little Ezekiel saw the wheel. He saw that wheel. Way in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel. Oh, in the middle of the air. Well, I've told you once and I've told you twice. Don't you know in, in the middle of the air. Told all them sinners going to hell for rolling them dice. Don't you know? In the middle of the air, Ezekiel saw the wheel. He saw that wheel. Way in the middle of the air, Ezekiel saw the wheel. Oh, in the middle of the air. Oh, when I get up on the mountain top. Don't you know? In the middle of the air. Go, 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 make a my wheel go a flippy do Don't you know? In the middle of the he saw that wheel. He saw that wheel. He saw that wheel. He saw that wheel. Oh, in the middle of the air.